The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. For TBWA Shiite Day New York and Nissan ISKI code NOAY0005000, spot entitled My23 Aria Launch, GM brand fully loaded 30 second radio spot, stereo mono compatible mixed with Tupop. The all new Nissan Aria is a fully loaded EV. It's brimming with style mm. and power. Up to 389 horses of it. Innovation and intelligence. E Force all wheel drive. It'll pin you to your seat. Your very plush seat. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. Nissan Aria with E-Force expected availability early 2023. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery and E-Force only in four with E-Step Off. These results are for comparison only and should not be attempted on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details. Yay. Thanks, buddy. I, okay. ran, I ran through that really quick because I saw on our chat that somebody... Somebody might be... Somebody's waiting... There could be somebody in the waiting room that we're okay. hoping is we're going hoping to be joining that. us. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. It's hey. Fifi Dobson here on awesome. Canadian as Fuck. Yes. We're excited. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, I, she's coming up on... She's closing in on two decades in this in this crazy business called music. Mm-hmm. And uh, but anyway, I think we should start off start off before we ask her any questions. Start off with her latest single, just released a few weeks ago. This is Fifi Dobson with "Recharge My Heart" on Canadian as fuck on Revolution Radio. Yeah. It's been a few years that are really tough Broken relationships I'm so beyond enough That I moved on past all the tears Yeah, I took my energy And it's been way too long Love's been my enemy You fill me up with so much fear Love that I'll never love again I gave up on what it could have been Wanna feel that spark, I think I'm ready I'm ready So won't you recharge my heart I'm done being all alone 
and then and so like and we're building towards like an album are are we oh yeah yeah actually i'm literally flying into toronto in like a f- two days to finish the album yeah excellent <laughs> excellent yeah. so yeah. like so everybody like uh in case you didn't know fifi has been living in nashville for like many years now but she still considers she says toronto still feels like home mm-hmm. so so i'm surprised that like i'm like i'm but like i'm surprised you're not working on it in nashville but like uh so but what about toronto why do you why do you feel you have to come back to toronto to work on it i mean toronto's my home you know I'm, yeah. i was born in scarborough and um Toronto is my people and uh, Nashville. I love dearly. And that's also became a lot of my family and my, um, my, my, my fans, but um, my people, but I just, Toronto is, I don't know. I, I feel culturally and just where it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did you grow up in Scarborough, Fifi? Uh- <laughs> I'm a Scarborough boy. So I'm wondering. Yes, uh, Kings Road in Galloway. Uh, oh, yeah, Galloway. Derek's, Derek's neighborhood. <laughs> yes. Yeah, nice. I was Birchmount. Yeah, French. yeah. Going down. Oh, I went. I used to go to Birchmount for relay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> I passed the baton. Yeah, exactly. They had, well, the, they had the only. They had the only track. Birchmount has the only the only track. That's where we all like every, like most of the most East Toronto. Everybody converged at uh, there. That's Either crazy. that or Woodbine that's and crazy. no, not Woodbine, Midland that's and Fran- Man, I, I used to be able one. to like I Campbell. competed and stuff. And uh, as I got older, when I would run, my head would get heavy and I would just fall over. <laughs> 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 I just fall over. It's like it didn't work. It didn't work anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> so one thing that I find one thing I find interesting about your story is that um well first of all, your dad's Jamaican, your mom's English, Dutch, First Nations, and Irish. So you're a you're a lot of different things, you know? And the and the thing is um you were pigeoned early on. You were pigeonholed early on, or attempted to be, into like some sort of brandy type of performer, and you just wouldn't let that happen. You know? Yeah, I mean, um, when I first came out, well, when I first was doing my development deal, uh, it was a com- with a company before I was with Alan Dapsham or anybody. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a crazy, weird quote unquote. It's like brandy spirit. I've heard it. I've been telling this so many years and, and people are like, really? I'm like, yes, it's literally the quote unquote, <laughs> but it's, um, the fact that I was a black girl and I had a pop voice and as they call it, a, I guess they would call it a Britney voice or whatever. And it was so weird because, you know, no one ever said that to Jody Watley or Donna Summers or anyone like that, yeah. but but I was given that that kind of like I don't know terminology, which was bizarre mm-hmm. to me. But I, it didn't really bother me because I was so young. I was seventeen. I just wanted to wear Converse and Dickies and mm-hmm. nice. and you know show Simple Plan that I was better than them. That was all that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I was yeah. wondering actually. We, so we just <laughs> we just uh, finished speaking to uh, your pal Tyler Shaw. 
and we were oh, yeah. asking we were just asking him like how have you seen things change which is interesting because he was talking about kiss goodnight and and the fact that it's it's 10 years old and he's been in the business for a decade you're approaching two decades now for you how have you seen things change over the years like what's what have been some of the biggest changes as far as you're concerned i would say rediscovery is pretty wild um when everyone's like you know when i first started i was 17 and then you know, people that kind of grew up with me, I've had children and they're like, my children like stuttering ghost. And then, you know, so it starts with Bible boyfriend and take me away. And then it's stuttering ghost. And then it's this. So I think that kind of like evolution and, and, and discovery also just like, I don't really believe in genre that much anymore. I think that we can do anything we want. I think we can tour with anyone we want. I can literally, I feel personally, like, why can't I go on tour with, um, you know, uh, Stevie Nicks and then go on tour with Drake. Why can't I do these things? I don't yeah. feel like there's so much of a boundary. And, and I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not, uh, I think that's changed a lot. And also seeing a lot of women pushing in collaborations and writing and producers, directors, and also in the, in the field of music as right. And you know, the whole field, writers, producers, all of it. So, I think yeah. that music is changing a lot. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. I've, that's one thing. I think that that's why, like, I became a fan of yours, like, so early on. You know, it's because, like, you you just you didn't care about genre. You just did these songs that see that came from such an honest place. Like, like right away, bye bye boyfriend. Like, you were just like mashing up like this tender piano ballad and then went into this sort of rocking thing and i loved it mm-hmm. you know take so yeah and so the but then yeah you've you've never like you'll do you'll do like a you'll do like a throwback rocker like i want you but then like uh but then something like everything or or stuttering you know so like that both both things are fifi you know very much and i appreciate that um the joy album i really wanted to split in half and i did it on purpose it was half rock and roll and half pop because it's really the element of who i am you know i am i love rock and roll music and i love pop music and on stage it's really a rock show i'll I'll literally play like welcome to the jungle like it's a rock Mm. show (laughs) but awesome um that's my cover like it's a rock show, but I've always felt that, that feeling. And, and why should I feel so torn? And I don't think I should feel torn. Yeah. It's an element of who I am. Um, yeah. So I, and thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Fifi, would you be able to talk about some of your influences over the years? Cause we love to find out about artists and their influences <laughs> because the reason yeah. I ask is because the breadth of your, your scope of, as, as far as your music goes is so far-reaching that I'd, I'd love to hear how what uh, what your influences are like yeah of course um well it started when i was young as a kid my mom would play bob marley phil collins depeche mode black box lisa lisa <laughs> and the cult jam um all over the map you know jody watley and then it would go from my sister playing guns and roses and uh, nirvana and boys to men when she was in a breakup and uh when she was in a breakup boys and men be playing hard and um all of those and then as i grew up you know it was green day and it was joy division and it was 
uh, Beatles and John Lennon and, and like The Doors, Jim Morrison, um, Patti Smith, you know, it just grew and grew and grew and it always grows as I learn more and more. Velvet Underground was a huge one for me. Um, so it just grows and grows. Awesome. And Janet Jackson. I have to say, <laughs> Janet Jackson. Um, when oh my I, gosh, when I saw Black Box, when I saw Black Box, when she, I'm uh, sorry, when I saw Black Cat, and yes. she did Black Cat, and, uh, and that whole element that changed my life. I was wondering if it was like, because I've read, I've read about your love for Janet Jackson. And um, I was wondering if it was black cat that like yeah, really black cat. hit you hard, you know? Yeah. The guitars, the guitars are insane. They're insane. And um, she's so unapologetic. Yeah. So unapologetic, you know, and Paula Abdul had a big part of her early growth with that and i also love paul abdul that first album with biology and all that stuff i'm sorry i'm a big i'm also a big paul, paul abdul fan so but i was also, i also read about um i also read about your uh how how deeply the neon ballroom album by by yes. silver chair silver chair hit you yeah um neon ballroom was a big one for me because i was about 13 14 and i had like a I don't know how deep we get in the show, but <laughs> I had like um I had like a bit of a mini breakdown as a ch- as a child in in elementary school, and I was chased home by a bunch of bullies. And um, Neon Ballroom saved my life in a lot of ways because he he just I don't know it was his poetry. It was what he talked about, yeah. and um and it helped me a lot. Um. So now you now you never really got into rap, did you? Like what, as a kid, like be, like because uh, like because I think that it, it was like more like that um that did you ever as a as a kid was it more because like I've read that I read that like you didn't really have a relationship with your father and no, was, I love rap though I mean. You know, I, I mean, to say I didn't love rap, that would be um, weird. I, I mean, what I was educated on is different than what, yeah. you know, what I would hear on the radio. Um, I knew what I knew. But, but what it comes down to my father is a very different thing. I think you're going towards my father, which is very different than what I listen to in music. Okay. Because I thought, because I think that, like, I think it was another thing that, um, I think if, uh, what, what is, um, that people, that people, uh, expected you to be, to play something to, to explore more black music, like what I was saying before with the Brandy thing. And the thing, you know, people, we, unfortunately, we see, we see an image and sometimes, sometimes not everybody. But sometimes we do see an image and, and perceive it. Maybe when we walk into a CBS or we walk into a Tiffany store, which I have dealt with when I was a young kid, uh, and someone saying, oh, mm, I'm not going to show you that. It has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
my father not being in my life is one thing. That being in my that being in my surroundings and my situation is one thing, and and me listening to what I listen to is another thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not necessarily nice. anything influencing one thing or the other. Just just it being what it is. Look, life life is life is wild you know life is crazy and we have to go through things and we have to experience things you know even just the the slightest the hardest the easiest um you know even with and i would say this we were just talking this with some friends aaron carter it's yeah. it's the oh, same yeah. it's, it's just life and 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 it hurt and even aaron's situation hurt and um it sucks Right. Did you That's know? That's a wild ride. Did you know Aaron at all? I did a show with Aaron um, for Disney many years ago, and and Aaron and I um, had spoken a few times. Um, but regardless of being so young, and I can't speak on his family, I can't speak on him, I can't speak on anyone. But I will say this: as an, a, an artist that started young, and not as young as him, of course. But there's just, it's just sucks. It sucks. And now we're like paying attention because he's passed. Yeah. Which also sucks. Mm-hmm. It also sucks. Yeah. I think and that's, now, yeah. you know, it's like, it just sucks. It sucks. I think that's something that maybe should really be paid more attention to as, as far as artists go is, is, is mental health. I yes, mean, it's fine. Like you see, you see mental health, just being touted by so many different artists and saying, Hey, listen, you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of your mental health, but we got to be checking in with these artists too. I mean, it was that classic line of when Robin Williams passed away. It was like, everybody was all of a sudden on Twitter saying, has anybody checked on Jim Carrey recently? You know, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard also because, you know, this industry is not easy in general. Like, you know, we see us, we put up music, we do our thing, we dance, we do this, we jump around, but we go home and we deal with all the logistics and all the things we're told this, that, and the third. And if you're lucky enough, which I am fortunate enough to have um, a great team around me, but, you know, if you don't, like, it's a hard, it's a hard thing. And plus mental illness and mental illness also can get developed by having a very hurt childhood. Yeah. So for sure it it affects me with Aaron because it's like, I don't feel he was protected as a a child. And that is how it goes. There was that classic uh, thing. If he did an interview with 60 minutes, I think it was and the day that he did that MTV cribs episode. um, His parents got divorced the same day. And he's supposed to. So much. And he's supposed to go on and say, "Hey, look at me! You know, look at my house. Like, keep the facade." And you know, I, yeah. I will say this in a very positive. I will say this in a positive way. Look, at the end of the day, you know, I look at Aaron Carter. I look at like Justin Bieber, and I know that there's been a lot of comparisons over the years when when Aaron, when Justin Bieber first came out. Like Aaron Carter, blah blah. Uh, Justin Bieber had it. Justin Bieber made it through, and he really did find his people, and he's yeah. been protected and. And I'm so proud to see the light and, and the growth Justin has gone through. And Aaron, maybe Prince will be that for Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. His son. His son. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. We we talked. Uh, sorry, Dimitri, if I may, just really quickly here. Yeah. Uh, we talked with uh, Tyler about uh, artist can, and yes. uh, what yeah. a project that. Okay, so we're going through like the, the list of some of the names, and I'm just wondering if you can go through some some of them because Tyler Tyler was like, okay, you're putting me on the spot here, and I think he got five or six or something like that. So it's like <laughs> it was just an incredible list of people. And, and repeated uh, himself and Fifi yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I think um, I just, I, I love that project. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, that project saved me in a lot of ways. I, I was, you know, we were all in the middle of the pandemic and trying to figure out how we could contribute and, and give back. And I was in a place where I was in the middle of projects and music and, um, Danny Reiner, who I love dearly, who is my manager with, with, with Tyler. It was just made sense for us. Mm-hmm. And I had just watched uh, Wave and Flag like a, few, like a week before that. And I knew then that we needed to do something again. And then they hit me up and it just happened. And it was just, and Dan Cantor, who I love so much, and John Levine, who I love dearly, and all these people that came together to make this happen. We needed this. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. I just loved it. It was just a brilliant cover that you guys did. So good for you. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. So um, we're it, there. Uh, tell us a little bit about the mute choir remix of fucking in love. Well, I love Sam. Sam is the actual man behind the mask. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, we just wanted a rock remix of it. And, um, that's not much to say. I mean, he's right. We just wanted to make a rock remix. Nice. Okay. Cause I don't really, so mute choir, that's the, that's the act that that's the name. No, of- he's, he's, no, he's an artist mm-hmm. and, um, he's a sweet boy named Sam, but yeah, it's his artist name is, uh, I don't know. Yes. And uh, so we just did the song and um, we're actually making the reason why I'm saying it and I'm very like dancing around it is because we're actually finishing the album in a couple of days. So I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say. I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say. So I'm like dancing on it a little bit, but um, I know him as Sam, but yeah, choir, like he's, he's amazing. He's rad. He's such a fun dude, especially he's more fun when you give him like, three glasses of wine, red wine. He's like extra fun. Nice. <laughs> okay. Is yeah. there going to be a tour, Fifi? <laughs> tour? Uh, at oh, yeah. Fifi, can we expect oh, yeah. a tour? But you think oh, probably yeah. like early in the new year? I mean, I want a tour with Shania Twain. That's what my goal is. Oh, that would be a boss Jeez. fucking show. I'd watch that. That would be amazing. <laughs> I know. I love Shania. Yeah. I would love to with Shania. So or Avril. To, well, that would, that would involve arenas. Like, like so you want to do big venues. You know, it's funny because I love big venues. I love doing like big shows and, but I also love really independent, like really like, like interactive, like exclusive. Like like intimate, intimate clubs. I love that too, because you get to like look at people through their eyes. You know, I did, I actually went to a show by Cindy Lauper in New York and she was filming for her DVD and it was very intimate and you can literally look at her eyes and she would tell you stories. And I always love that. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Cindy Lauper is amazing. So I love yeah. that from her. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if Danny's going to let you mix up the tour with like a big stadium show and then like a little like 500 seat. Let's do it all. Let's do it all. Yeah. Play, just sneak off in between sound check and go do something little. Play, play the, yeah, exactly. Play the Air Canada <laughs> Center and then play all. history. Yeah. He would be into it though. Like Danny is like into like, like just letting the artists be free and showing them truth showing their true selves and i think that's very important and that's why he's amazing yeah he's been super awesome to us so Uh, without without dropping too many spoilers is there something is do you will this album have like something that the fans like might surprise the fans or anything new music in general (laughs) okay that'll (laughs) be good just some new music um Uh, no, I think that like collaborations, like you know, Savannah and Re- Savannah Ray and I just did a collaboration for her. You know that kind of thing where I'm collaborating and and just trying to like again. I said like there's no such thing as genre. Let's just collaborate. Let's just be together. Yeah. And um, I might not have said that, but I did say that tonight to some of my friends. I don't. I'm not sure if I said it in the interview, but like. genre mm, you know it's just like who you love and who you dig like Mm -hmm. so me and savannah ray uh uh we did a track together we have not released it yet but um i want to do like a whole ep with her because i think it'd be rad but yeah just making music with rad people people you respect and and that you um celebrate yeah, and I think that there's more openness about collaboration these days than there used to be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's before before like m- music used to have like used to like there would be like an identity. Like you were a rocker, you were a hip hop guy, you were you were a pop person, right? And that's mm-hmm. like like Fifi was saying me earlier, right? Like like it's it's blended, right? Like there's 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 less of that. Everybody's kind of just. Mm-hmm you know, whatever, like throw it against the wall. If it sticks good, let's go. Fuck. Who cares? Right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you have, if you've got interest in something, right. Like just, just go with it. Just yeah. go with it. Yeah, absolutely. Which is it's why I love for music. Yeah. It's not about like, like stereotypical. Oh, you're X, Y, and Z person. You have to do a, B and a, B and C music. Right. Like that's yeah. just right. right. I almost, well, see, I almost see that with fashion too. Sorry, Dimitri, but just really quickly before we let Fifi go here, I also see that kind of in fashion too. I see a lot of different styles of fashion being kind of intermixed with with different well, things. Fashion, like you'll see kid, you'll see kids these days coming out and wearing like a pair of like you know sort of flyaway cargo pants with like a you know an eighties yellow Adidas jacket, and it's like. Okay, well, there's you know you've got eighties, you got eighties, you got train spotting right there. Yeah, exactly. You've got you know eighties hip hop and train spotting exactly, and in you know on one person. So I I I tend to agree. I think that I honestly believe the death of the genre could be the best thing for music, as far as I'm concerned. I think it's happening with a lot of everything too. I mean, look at uh, uh, look at Peel um, and his writing of like horror movies and stuff, right? Like like I love Jordan Peel. Right. Like he's, he's great. Like in the movies that he's put out are, are fantastic. I mean, his comedy stuff is one thing, but his horror movies, his suspense horror movies are, are like, and you would, you normally, like normally would not expect that from that person. 
right? Like in the in the time that that we. What grew do you up mean? In, like in the time in the time that we grew up, like we you didn't see a lot of you didn't see a lot of black uh, black directors doing horror based movies. Like it just didn't it didn't. Yeah, happen. There, there's definitely not that in, in the mainstream of horror. Yeah, it's definitely not. I mean, the only for me and 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 people can tell me and they can come to me is candy the original Candyman i think yes. is representation of and i don't know who directed it. i think that might have been not a black man but i or a black woman but i i do know that Candyman represented um me as a black woman yes so well Candyman and, was a very and, sorry i don't mean to talk over you Candyman was yeah. a very um uh uh Sorry, I can't think of the words in my head. Um, but it was a very, it was a very cultural, uh, it was a very cultural folk uh, based story. It was, and it was also very, you know, it's interesting because Candyman, you know, coming from Kingston Road to Galloway and all those spots, like, you know, I don't think that people realize how scary it can be to be in a place where you can't afford things and you're in a dark place but that movie represents that uh, and 100%. um there isn't a lot of uh, um directors that could touch on that uh, even the new candy man i don't think touched on it enough uh the remake or the reboot or whatnot but uh, I'm I'm a horror fanatic, so if you get to talk about horror films, I'm gonna be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. here for another two hours. I yeah. will talk about it all freaking day, like yeah. Exorcist. Like they're about to make a reboot of Exorcist, they better bring the fire because mm. I am not. Yeah, um, the original was yeah, so if good. That, if that goes soft, I'm not. Um, with this, oh so God. many things to say. <laughs> smile, yes, smile. Bring, yes. What do you think of Smile? I thought it was the best horror movie I've seen in years. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You didn't like why? it? Oh um, man. I, why did it, you like it? First, let's talk about why you like it. I think it. I think it just like they kept adding another another piece as to like what why this is happening to her and everything <laughs> and like and then and the use of shadow and everything and like yeah like the mother in the dark and it's like it just all works so well for me. It was very classically shot. I didn't. It wasn't it was classically shot. It, it was wasn't. Cool gr- shot. It wasn't gratuitously gross, you know, and uh, which I think that like a lot of people, a lot of people tend to tend to equate disgusting with scary, mm. and like, and I and to me that isn't always true, you know. I, I agree with you on a lot of elements, and I, I think Smile. I was just recently told that Smile is really great, but. Terrifier 2 is pretty gory. I wouldn't say to anybody to see it if they can handle it. I don't see it if you don't. I won't don't. be watching it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> oh, Fifi, just I have to tell you this. My wife adores you, just so you know that. I just have to. Oh, tell her hello. What's her name? Jen. Hi, Jen. Well, that's awesome. Tell her how to say hello. Definitely. Oh, she's listening. She is. She's in charge of this Toronto? shit show. Are you all from Toronto? So yeah. the, we broadcasted yep. to Markham, but uh, yeah, these two fellows Markham. are in Toronto. Yeah. Well, bring your wife and everybody wants to have some dinner or something. Want to get back to Toronto? Oh, done. I would love to. Done and done. Well, my buddy. That's awesome. My buddy. 
Will um, the show pay for it? Yeah. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. My buddy, my buddy Scott Calmer used to work out of your studio. I don't know oh, if you cool. remember him. I know that name. I do know Scott. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was just That's uh, awesome. he, he was just on our show not too long ago too. No. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, very we really cool. appreciate we really appreciate you being here, Fifi. Honestly, like, you're, yeah. you're, you're too fucking cool. You really but, are. Uh, Thank you for having me. Any any Thank last comments me. about horror? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love horror films and. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to scare people. I, I, I literally, I do want to scare people because it's horror. But I, I literally would just say, like, find what scares you. Let's have fun. I don't know. That sounds so crazy, actually. I don't know. Um, I think that there's value in that, though. Oh, there is. Fears, I think so. You know? Absolutely. Horror films are so great because they're, they touch on psycholo- like psychology and all those elements. And um, I just personally love horror films. I love romance too. So I love to combine them as well. Like I'm really excited about um, Bones in Me, which is Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell, I believe. Mm. And and that's coming out in a few weeks. And, and I just love their relationship and like they're in love and they're obsessed with each other and they like are cannibals. And mm. <laughs> Wow. Hmm. Sounds interesting. <laughs> I was wondering where it was going. Mm, you know, that's awesome. I was wondering where it was going. They're so, oh, they're so beautiful together. They're so oh. Timothy Chalamet la, la, and like la, Taylor Russell. Like la, la, la. how beautiful. Yeah. That's great. How I love it. How beautiful. Fabulous. Amazing. Oh, Fifi, God. thank you so much for being here tonight. Honestly, we can't thank, thank you for enough for your time. Seriously, yeah. you can you can come back next week if you want. <laughs> I love that. I Honestly. love that. Honestly, um, I love that. Y'all are awesome. Thank you so much for being so rad. I mean, I do a lot of you know moments and interviews and things, and I really appreciate that y'all are so cool and you've been you know you've been awesome. Oh, Thanks, she's so awesome! Sweet. It's our pleasure. Awesome. Um, big fans here. Um, yep. Actually, um, the original version of the song we're about to hear. We played when it was first released back in February. Yeah. And on we, this, and on we, this program. And, yeah. and we talked about Fifi a bit and we all gushed about how cool she's always been, you know. But goddamn, to run into this re- mute choir remix of it. God, oh, hell, we like, yeah. Yeah, we, 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 loved, we loved fucking in love before, but this kicks some serious ass. Nice. Hell this yeah. Kick, yeah, this, this version, this mute choir remix was dropped in June. But uh, and we're gonna play it right now. So, thank you very much for joining us, Fifi Dobson. You're awesome, Fifi. On thank Canadian you for as fuck. Me. This is fucking in love. The mute choir remix on Canadian as fuck on Revolution Radio. Canadian as fuck. we 
Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits, perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hi, I'm Emily Roger. And I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.